Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, this is Marilyn Ritchie, and you are listening to the first episode of my new podcast. I have been thinking about doing a podcast for quite some time. I actually have a podcast that I co-host called the Biomedical Informatics Roundtable Podcast, and I've been thinking that that's been so much fun that I want to do one on my own. The focus of this one is a bit different. However, uh, that one is mostly focused on science and research and what's happening in the literature and very academic heavy. Um, This one is more about the kind of softer side. So we have one segment in that podcast on training, and that is really what I want to focus on in this podcast. So first, a little bit about me. Um, I am a scientist and a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. I'm trained in human genetics, and I do computational genomics and translational bioinformatics work. If you're not a scientist and you don't know what that means, the short of it is that I analyze information about our DNA and about our environmental exposures and about our clinical conditions and try to make sense of why people develop disease and why some people respond to medications and other people don't. And it's a lot of really interesting and exciting work, but that's not what I primarily want to talk about in this podcast. Um, One of the things I have noticed in my career is the challenges that we have in balancing or harmonizing between work and life. And especially in academia, which is where I've spent most of my career, it is extremely challenging. And right now, I think we are facing a whole new set of challenges with that. I am recording this episode in March of 2020. This is during the COVID-19 pandemic. I have actually been working from home for the past two weeks. I sent my research lab home one day before Penn Medicine recommended that people who could work from home should work from home And that was one week before we were mandated to work from home. So we have been home for two weeks, getting work done, kind of getting used to the new normal and trying to figure this whole thing out. Uh, I would say that, you know, in a regular time, figuring out how to get all of the things done at work and all of the things done at home is a challenge. I think we all struggle with that on a daily basis in our regular lives. And right now, I feel like it's it's even harder in some ways because now for many of us who typically work outside the home, we are now working from home. And so we don't have those natural 
transitions where we get ready in the morning and we leave the house and commute to work, whether it's we drive or take the train or the bus, but we have that transition time into work and then we are at work and then we have that transition time home. And so there are these natural breaks and transitions in the day. Right now, while we're working from home, there is no transition unless we create one. So you get up in the morning and you're already at work. And then at the end of the day, you know, after dinner, you're you're still at work. And so figuring out how to turn work on and off in ways that give you some some resemblance of that transition, I think has been really challenging. Um, because it's been so challenging, I also feel like it's more important than ever to figure out how to harmonize between work and life. So let me take just a moment and talk a little bit about why I keep using the word harmony instead of balance. A lot of people talk about work-life balance, and I actually really dislike that phrasing. Um, Balance to me implies that you are trying to walk across a balance beam and not fall on your face. That if you take kind of one step in the wrong direction or if you slightly transition your body in one direction or another, that you'll fall. And I think that that's something that is really hard to do between work and life. I think it's just false. We don't have balance. At any given point of the day, you are either spending your focus and time on work or you're spending your focus and time on the other part of life. And it it's not a balance. It's one or the other at each moment. Perhaps through the course of a day or the course of a week, or if you look at the time scale of a month, maybe things look balanced. But I think in general, balance is just a word that that's a misnomer. We don't have balance. The way that I like to think about it is harmony. In music, you have lots of different sounds, different instruments, different pitches, and what you want is for all of those sounds to come together in harmony so that it sounds good. That's the way that I've been thinking about work and life. I wanna be able to get the things done for work, and I wanna be able to get the other parts of life completed successfully, and I want it to all flow together kind of seamlessly and beautifully as best I can. I don't want to think that I'm falling. I just like to think, you know, when things are are out of whack, they're out of tune as opposed to me falling on my face. So that's why I use the word harmony. I think right now, because we're working at home, many of us, that harmony is a little bit more difficult to achieve, or at least I have felt that way for the past two weeks. I feel like I'm, I'm starting to figure it out, which is why I felt like it was a good time to do this podcast. I've been listening to podcasts pretty regularly since 2017. I was going through a challenging stage of life, uh, specifically related to work and life, and a friend suggested a podcast and it kind of spiraled from there. I heard one and then uh, that one talked about a different one and a different one. And now I listen to about six podcasts pretty regularly. When I'm exercising in my commute, 
um, sometimes just when I'm trying to relax, sometimes when I'm cooking. And as I've listened to them, I feel like I take little nuggets out of each one that are really useful for me. And I kind of patchwork quilt them all together into kind of strategies that work for me in achieving harmony in my work and life. But it's occurred to me that perhaps there is a void in having a podcast like this that is for people in academia, because I do think that in general, our needs and requirements at work are a little bit different from people in other industries. So it's kind of been on my mind for about the last year. I started writing a book on this topic and I've been kind of thinking back and forth between should I release the book first or should I start the podcast? So I'm not quite done with the book. I'm about halfway done. And really with this whole kind of corona teened 2020 thing that's happening, I decided now's the best time that I could think of to release the podcast. So here I am recording the first episode. I am in a makeshift studio in the basement of my house in a closet trying to achieve the best sound quality that I can, kind of putting this together by myself. So today what I'm going to focus on is how to be a leader in this very unusual time, leading whatever group you're leading and figuring out how to take care of yourself through this so that you can then take care of others. First, whether or not you identify yourself as a leader, I think we all are leaders to someone. So for me, I am the leader of a lab group and I have 15 other people in my group that I am leading through this very interesting, challenging time. So I've been focusing a lot on leadership and what I need to do during this time. But for those of you who don't lead a lab, maybe you're the leader of an office Maybe you are a leader in your family. Maybe you're a leader among your friend group. Perhaps you only have one or two people who come to you for advice and leadership, and they may not call it leadership, but I think each of us has influence over other people. And especially for those of us who are scientists, right now, people are looking to us more than ever to make sense of this. I have so many friends and neighbors who have been asking me questions about what to expect, what do we need to do, can you help me really understand this social distancing, how long will this go on, things like that. And I'm not an infectious disease specialist, I'm not a physician, I'm reading the scientific literature and trying to make the best sense of it that I can so that I can explain it to people. But through all of this... I think one of the most important things for us to remember is that we have to be taking care of ourselves right now so that we can take care of others. There are two really good um, places in life where we see this and hear this on a regular basis. So the first is on an airplane. When you're on a plane and you're getting ready to take off, they have the safety announcements. And one of the announcements is about the oxygen mask, right? So if needed, oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling. Please put on your own mask first before helping others. And they show the pictures of the yourself and then children or other people, and you have to put your own mask on first. 
Why is that? It's not that you're being selfish. It's that if you don't have oxygen, you can't help other people. You have to help yourself first so that you can help others. The other uh, place where this is often talked about is in terms of um, kind of pouring from an empty cup. So if you imagine that you are a vase and you're filling it with water and what you want to do is pour that water out onto others. So you're filling other people's cups. Well, if your vase or pitcher is emptied, you don't have the ability to pour into others. And so this is a time when I think we have to be mindful about taking care of ourselves and focusing on self-care. I don't mean the fluffy self-care ads that you see in magazines or on social media. This is not necessarily the massage, the bubble bath. This is the, what do I need to do to take care of myself so that I can take care of other people? What I have put together are five strategies that I've been using right now to survive this very unusual time of the coronavirus and being in self-isolation, quarantine, social distancing, working from home. And so I hope that these five strategies might be useful for you. Places where I have thought a lot about this are specifically in developing a strategy around control and focusing on what I can control from what I can't control. A big part of what's happening right now is mindfulness and staying calm within your own mind so that you can strategize and deal with what's happening. It's very easy to watch the news and be on social media for hours on end and allow your mind to spiral and ask all of the what ifs. What if this happens? What if this? What if this? That is not helpful. So one of the strategies that I have found to take care of myself that's been really helpful is kind of making a a mental list of what I can control and what I can't control. And when I feel like things are feeling out of control, I shift my focus to something I can control and I do it right then because it gives me a sense of power, a sense of confidence, a sense of control. So for example, when I get too worried about what's happening with the lack of flattening the curve, the lack of PPE, the people crowded on the beaches in Florida, all of these things I can't control. I take a step back and I do a load of laundry. I can wash it. I can dry it. I can fold it. I can control the whole process and complete something. I have been washing the dishes, which sounds so silly. I hate washing dishes. But if I see some dishes in the sink, like I am going to go and wash them and dry them and put them away. And it feels so good to have control of something and to complete something. Um, The other thing I've done a lot of over the past two weeks is cook. I generally don't cook. My husband does all the cooking. I usually don't like cooking. But I decided actually in January of 2020, one of my goals for this year was to 
try to cook a little more. I would like to be better at it than I am. And so the past two weeks I've cooked several meals and it has felt so good to start, control, complete something, and then my family gets to eat it. And so I have found this kind of practice of doing activities that I can control have been extremely helpful in calming me down. And now we're gonna move on to strategy number two. Another strategy that I have found to be really helpful is developing some sort of schedule or routine. So I don't mean a really strict like hour by hour schedule. I just mean what time of day are you going to start your quote unquote work day and what time will you end? In the morning, I am not allowing myself to get out of bed, pour my cup of coffee and get immediately on my computer and start working. I'm still doing other things in the morning, which lately have been spending about 20 minutes watching the news. I feel like it's important to be informed with what's happening in my area right now. Then reading a book for fun for just a little bit and then getting ready for the day. So, you know, getting showered, getting dressed, doing the things that I would do if I were leaving the house. And then I transition and go into my home office to work, go into my space where I'm going to be working. Similarly, at the end of the day, kind of turn off the computer and I start into the evening with my family. And whether that's making dinner, um, spending some time together watching a TV show, playing a card game, just something to transition into the evening. I think that schedule or routine is really helpful to partition your day into those times that you're working and those times that you're not working. And I think especially while we're working from home, this is really important. Figure out the times that you're working and figure out the times that you're not working. Now let's talk about strategy number three, making a small goal list. I have found over the past several days that if I spend a few minutes in the morning while I'm having my coffee, making a list of three things that I want to get done today, whether they are things around the house or work things, just three things that will get done today. I have found that to be so helpful in staying motivated, not procrastinating, feeling like I got things done. Now I am a type A list maker. If you are not this one may not work for you, but I really like making lists. And more importantly, I love crossing things off of the list when I get them done. And so I've been making a list each morning of three things I want to get done and actually achieving them. And that feels really good. Again, that gets back to that idea of control. I feel like I'm controlling something. I feel like I'm being productive and I feel like I am achieving something during the day at this time when it just feels like everything is so out of control it gives me a sense of control over something so one of the things i plan to do now this week now that i feel like i'm in a better rhythm and routine than i was last week is to make uh, two small goal lists three things for work three things for home i I'm trying to take advantage of this time at home. You know, there are so many things that I always say, oh, if only I had more time, I would get that done. Oh, I'm just too busy to get that closet cleaned out. Or I've just been too busy to really organize this thing in my house. Right now, we're home. I'm not trying to overdo it because I want to give myself time to rest and connect with my family and friends, but 
I'm also trying to get a few things done. I would hate for at the end of this whole thing for me to still have that list of things that I wanted to get done around the house. And so right now I'm just trying to make short lists, three things. And starting this week, I'm going to do three things at work and three things at home each day. The next thing that I think is so important is to give yourself grace. If you are on social media, you are probably feeling a lot of pressure right now about all of the things that people are doing. Some people have developed extensive homeschool plans with their kids. Some people have started to do volunteer work for the food bank. Some people are getting tons of you know things done around their houses and posting about it, and it can feel very stressful if you are one of the people who has managed to eat and watch Netflix, and that is what you have gotten done while you've been home, and that is okay. We are all very different, and we are all dealing with this new normal in a very different way. I think it's really important that you focus on yourself and what you need to make it through this and to feel normal or as normal as you can through this. So please give yourself some grace. If you are not doing all of the things that your neighbors are doing and that your friends on Facebook or Instagram are doing, that is okay. You decide what you want to get done. And it could be that you would like to cook something today. You would like to, you know, have a phone conversation with a friend and you would like to read one chapter of a book and that's okay. You don't need to reorganize your bedroom closet or clean out your garage. They can be small goals. Whatever it is that makes you feel good about what you've gotten done today. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's something that's a whole section of my book talking about comparison. Comparison can be a good motivator. If you compare yourself to somebody else and it lights a fire under you to get something done, that can be helpful. But when comparison makes you feel not enough, less than, bad about yourself, don't do it. It is not helpful. It is not a useful emotion. Now for number five, the last strategy that I have been using to survive right now, we are going to talk about doing something that makes you feel good. Whether that is dancing in your kitchen and having a dance party, whether that is watching some movie or some new show on Netflix, if it is doing yoga, if it is cooking, if it is reading a book, if it is taking a bubble bath, whatever it is that you can do to give yourself some joy each day is going to be so helpful in getting through this really challenging time. So what I focused on today is largely things to focus on for yourself. As I mentioned earlier, as a leader, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of other people. I have been doing everything I can to take care of myself so that I can then take care of my family and take care of the people in my lab group. I am going to record another one of these to post next week. And the focus of that is going to be on how to take care of others. So I have been putting some things in place for myself 
so that I can feel like I'm doing a good job taking care of my family so that I can do a good job taking care of my lab group. The next episode, I will talk more about those strategies, especially for those of you who are leading lab groups. Uh, They are really looking to us right now to help them get through this. And so I've been kind of making my own lists about what's working I think with my group, and I will share that with you next time. So as I end, I just want to say that I hope you all take a moment today and every day to breathe. Mindset right now is what's going to get us through this very challenging time. Be mindful about where you're focusing your energy, where you're focusing your thoughts, Try to be intentional with the time of your day. What I would hate to see is that you're going to bed disappointed with how you spent your days. Think about kind of what are the things you want to get done today and how do you want to feel at the end of the day and make that your priority. I hope you all stay well and stay healthy and I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.